Just a quick note in this episode, the recording software was picking up the wrong mic, so my audio quality isn't great, but the content is, so I encourage you to listen, or you can just check out any of the other 300 plus episodes of Success Through Failure. Fail early, fail often, fail forward. I mean, come on, this is Success Through Failure podcast, you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick that one, but like, fail early, fail often, fail forward. Like, try something, pull the trigger. Innovation happens through failure. Innovation, like failure is a, a part of that for you in every area of your life, not just in business or making money, but every area of your life, relationships, health, personal life, professional life. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr. And today I bring you a solo episode. We're talking about rules for innovation for your life. We think about innovation, we think about Elon Musk, we think about Apple, we think about Google, we think about these companies. Well, what about us? Can't we innovate in our own lives, whether it's in your business, in your health, in your relationships? We're going to be talking about these rules for innovation. What are these rules for innovation and how you can actually use those in your life to create innovation, right? We like routines. We're creatures of habit. I know we talk about routines on this podcast. I talk about morning routines and happy routines and peak performance routines. And those are great, but sometimes we get stuck in those routines and those routines can hold us back if we don't every once in a while blow them up or at least examine them, put them under a microscope. So we talk about how do we blow those up and what, what are some rules and frameworks that we can put around blowing up routines and creating uh, new routines, new habits, new things and new lines of thinking. Because really what happens is we get stuck into these routines of thinking and thinking like this is the way that it should be done and there are actually lots of other ways that you could do it and i've talked about this in some of my recent episodes if you go back to episode number 313 and talk about these laws of persuasion psychology that you can use to innovate in your life and to sort of break out of your own habitual thinking and routines but also 314 with dr ron freeman we talk about reverse engineering and deconstructing success from other people to figure out how we can get from where we're at to where we want to go. Then later on, actually a little bit down the road, episode 322, uh, Lighty Klotz, this is going to be after I publish this episode. But in that conversation, we talked about like subtracting, taking things away. How can you actually take things away from your life that we think we actually need and depend upon, but maybe they're not necessary. Maybe less is actually more. I actually interviewed Gregory McEwen, who wrote the book Essentialism, and he talks about less is more. My favorite quote from the book is actually, we overestimate the importance of nearly everything. And this just goes back to the idea of how do you, how do you take away? How can you take some things away? And by the way, that episode with Gregory McEwen is way back in episode number 68. So episode 68, you can check that out. Uh, he's got a new book coming out, reaching out to him soon to get him on the back on the podcast and talk about his new book. But how, how about you? How can we use these rules? Like Google has these eight rules for innovation. We're going to go through a few of those. I've hand-selected a few of those that are really applicable to your life. Peter Diamandis, he is a huge innovator. I mean, this guy's been involved in the early-stage startups with lots of companies you've heard of, but also things like the X Prize. I mean, this guy, he's just an exponential thinker. I read his book, Bold, not long ago, and just, just an exponential thinker. So we're going to take some of these rules that these uh, you know, Google has and, and Peter Diamandis has these 23 rules and I've handpicked a few that are going to be really applicable to you. And I have the full list and links to those full lists in the action plan. You can go to jimharshajr.com 
slash action and get the links to all of those rules for innovation from both Google and Peter Diamandis, as well as just the notes from this episode and the, the select few that I'm going to share with you here today. Again, this is episode 315. So share this with a friend. If you do get value out of this, tell a friend about the Success Through Failure podcast or share it on social media, send a text. They can just go to jimharsherjr.com slash 315. And that is the link directly to this episode. Also, if you screenshot this episode, if you're listening to it on your phone, screenshot it and tag me on Twitter or tag me on Instagram, then you will get a special invitation to join one of our special mastermind sessions whenever I bring on an expert. And those are some pretty special sessions. So screenshot that, tag me, and I'll look forward to uh, interacting with you there. Uh, Let's dive into this. Google's eight rules for innovation. Uh, I'm not going to give you all, actually, I'll I'll read through all of them real quick after I share with you these four key ones that are going to be really helpful and things, things that you can actually apply to your life. All right. So number one, and this is something that we talked about when I interviewed Tim Ferriss back in episodes 246, 247. Peter Diamandis actually references this as well. He talks about this quite a bit. And I do this with myself. And here's the first rule. This is actually rule number one for Google. Think 10x. Think 10x, right? Tim Ferriss talked about it. He said, I don't, I don't set goals to increase, grow my podcast by 10% because if you do, you're kind of competing with everybody else. But when you think 10x, you're not competing with the same people. And it's just going to totally blow up the way you're thinking about something right now. If you say uh, in your life, okay, how do I apply this? Okay, let's say you want to run a 5K. What if you just blow that up and, and say, I want to run a marathon, right? You're 10xing your goal. And if you actually truly entertain that thought, even if you like, man, I don't know, that might be a stretch marathon. I'm not sure I can do it or I want to do it, whatever. But if you just apply this rule, if you just do this, if you sit down, pen and paper or in front of a keyboard and you start writing out, how could I 10X this? Okay, I can't really run a marathon. I'm so like, I'm not in shape. I can barely run a 5K. If this is what you're thinking, then you go, okay, how could I run a marathon? Not could I run a marathon? But how could I run a marathon? Because that, that little shift, you know, adding that word, how could I, makes you assume just unconsciously, like, this is actually possible. So how could I do it? Well, what could I do? I could hire a running coach. Uh, instead of my goal being, you know, two months from now, I could make it a year from now. So now that gives me longer time to plan or six months from now. You know, I could uh, talk to the local running shoe, uh, running store, running shoe expert. I could talk to some friends of mine who have run longer distance. Like there's all kinds of things, all kinds of ideas you start coming up with. And then you go, okay, well, I don't have enough time. Okay. Well, what are some ideas? What are some ways you could do this? Well, I could, you know, I could run in the morning. I could wake up a little bit earlier. Oh, there's an idea, right? Wake up a little bit early, get to bed a little bit earlier. Then maybe I could, instead of running just once a day, I could run twice a day. Actually, a friend of mine, Travis Macy, who I had on the podcast a long time ago, he's an endurance athlete, good friend of mine now, actually got to visit him out in Colorado, meet him in 3D for the first time over the summer. But when I was running my marathon, training for my marathon, he said, Jim, you just have to log miles. You just got to run more. He goes, just keep your running clothes on. And you know, if you have a half an hour in the middle of the day, just like go for a mile run or a couple mile run. And you just, your body just needs to get used to logging miles. So there's all kinds of ideas that start coming up when you think of this 10X goal. And all of a sudden, 10X, instead of sounding like some crazy idea that uh, someone from Google talks about, it's actually something that you can do in your life. I mean, Google has changed the world 
If you can take just a dose of that innovation and apply it to your life, it will transform you as well. How can you 10x your relationship, right? How can you spend 10 times more time with your kids, right? That's a stupid question. Jim, I can't. I'm busy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like, what if? Just ask, what if? What if I could? How could I? How could I? That generates ideas. How can I 10x my income? That's a fun one to ask. How could I? Not could I? Not, oh, I'm not even going to think about it, Jim, because I can't do it. Well, no, just how could you? What are some of the ideas? And here's the key. Allow yourself to share bad ideas as well. Those bad ideas are based on some nugget of truth, right? If we go back to the marathon example, well, I could wake up at three in the morning and get my run in, my long runs in, or four in the morning and get my long runs in, right? Like, that's crazy, Jim. Okay, well, maybe I can't get up at four, but maybe I could get up at five. Maybe I could get up at 4.30, right? There's always a nugget of truth. There's always a possibility, even in those bad or extreme ideas, all right? So think 10X. That's Google's number one rule for innovation. All right, I'm gonna skip down to number six, Google's sixth rule of innovation. Now, I, I learned this rule on my own because when I was coaching wrestling, I was the head wrestling coach at Slippery Rock University. I was actually the youngest division one head wrestling coach in the country, which simply meant I was the least prepared, most underqualified uh, head coach in the country. But when I was coaching, I remember learning stuff from my wrestlers. Like I'm the expert. I'm the All-American. I'm the guy who was ranked eighth on the Olympic ladder. I'm the guy who's, who's supposed to know I'm the head coach. But guys would come in and they'd say, hey, coach, let me, let me show you something I learned over the summer. Or what about doing it this way? My coach taught me this way. Like I would learn from these guys, constantly learning. So here's Google's number six rule for innovation. Look for ideas everywhere. Look for ideas everywhere, right? Even in at work, like are there other industries that you can adopt ideas from? There are ideas everywhere. Like who are you listening to, right? Are you listening to the same people, seeing the same message all the time? Or can you expand? your horizons. Stephen Covey says, have a beginner's mind, like that beginner's mindset. Approach everything with that beginner's mindset. Look around you. There are ideas everywhere. All right. That's number six. Number seven, I've recently hired a marketing company and and they're running Facebook ads. We're just, just kind of getting started with this, running Facebook ads. And it's, you know, Facebook ads are all about metrics and we have to measure these metrics. Otherwise you just waste money. This is Google's number seven rule for innovation. Use data, not opinions. There are a lot of opinions on how I can grow my business, how I can grow my podcast, et cetera. Use data, not opinions. Test things, try things out, measure things, set benchmarks, OKRs, KPIs, right? Objectives and key results or key performance indicators. What are those for you? Sounds silly, but you can do this in your your relationship. I want to have at least one hour of quiet alone time, one-on-one with my spouse every week. And that sounds like a low-hanging fruit, but I've got four kids, right? We're busy. My wife and I both work and it's really hard to find that time, but that's like, that's a key performance indicator. That's an OKR objective and key result. Like that's an objective that I can try to measure because I know that if I do that, then we will be more connected, you know, we won't be dropping balls and things will be, we'll be able to keep all the plates spinning in our lives. Like, but what are those specific things that you can measure in your relationship, in your health, in your business, in your finances, right? 
Use data, not opinions. That's number seven. All right, here's number eight. Google's number eight rule for innovation. So I look back when I started my business, this business, I, I looked at competitors and some of them were, and I don't even really consider them competitors, just other people in the industry. I, there's not, I have an abundance mindset. There's so many potential clients and people and companies and individuals out there. But you know, I looked at what others were doing and there were some were building Facebook group, these big, you know, tens of thousands of people in a Facebook group. Or some of them were doing like Facebook Lives often. Or some were using, you know, growing, they're really focused on growing their email list. Or, you know, more recently with the advent of Clubhouse, which if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, it's a audio format social media. But with the, you know, with the advent of Clubhouse, you know, everybody's jumping on board with Clubhouse, like the newest social media. Some people were writing books or whatever the latest marketing tactic was. But you've got to figure out what works for you. Focus on you, not the competition. And rule number eight for Google is focus on users, not the competition. And for me, I had to do the same thing. Focus on my clients. Focus on the people who I was able to connect with. And you know what? The people who were my, my earliest clients and really still are in a, in, a, in a big sense is like people who knew, know me or knew me in a prior life. And people already know, like, and trust me. The trust barrier is already broken. So you don't have to like get strangers for me to, to coach them. I don't have to get attract strangers to, uh, into my audience. So that, and hopefully they'll trust me and maybe hire me. Like, those trust barriers were already overcome because I had, you know, people in my network, people I was friends with on Facebook or in LinkedIn or on social media, or I'd interacted with it some other point in my life. And so I focused on what was working for me. And that grew my business to the point where I could quit my job, a great job. And I really my dream job, probably. I mean, it was flying on private jets and, you know, traveling with Tony Bennett, the, the head basketball coach for University of Virginia and Bronco Mendenhall, our, our head football coach, and, you know, just getting access you know, to the, the, the final four and watch UVA win the national championship. I mean, I got to go there, all expenses paid for work, for work. It was like so much fun. It was such a fun job. But really what I wanted to do was this full-time, what I'm doing right now, talking to you, like, this is what I want to do full-time. I wanted to do this for years and I built my business my way and it worked. Now I'm here doing this full-time, been doing this full-time for, I don't know, approaching two years now. Focus on you, not the competition, not on social media. Focus on you, focus on your family, focus on what works for you, right? If all the experts say, you've got to wake up at 5 a.m. and get to work, I do that a lot of days, but like, you don't have to. I know a lot of really successful people who don't wake up at 5 a.m. That's the whole thing. Oh, you got to be 5 a.m. If you're not Jocko Willink waking up at 5, 4.30, right? Working out, you're, you can't keep up. No, that's, that's, that's not true. It's different for everybody. I know really successful people who don't do that. Like what works for you? What works for your family? What works for your life? What works for your health, for your fitness, right? Focus on you. All right. So I'm going to read you the other rules for innovation for Google. Okay. Number one, like I said, was think 10x. Quick interruption. If you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement this into your life, just go to jimharshajr.com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. That's jimharshajr.com slash apply. Now back to the show. Number two, launch and then keep listening right? Launch, like whatever you want to, wherever you're, how does this apply to you? Like whatever you have to launch or want to launch in your life, whether it's uh, something new with your family or a new workout routine or something new at work, like launch, start it, press go, but keep listening, listen to your body, 
if it's a workout thing, right? If it's a diet or listen to your spouse or your significant other or your kids. Launch and then keep listening. Keep your ear to the ground. Keep paying attention. Number three is share everything that you can. Share everything you can. Really, they talk about collaboration at Google and, and that being essential to innovation. So sharing uh, that may or may not be relevant for you, depending on uh, what you do at work or even in your life. But uh, number four is hire the right people. How does that apply to you? Bring the right people into your life. Who are the mentors that you have? The coaches, the advisors, financial advisors, dentists, right? like whoever it is, like you've got to have the right people in your life. Back in episode 152, I go deeper into that. That's the environment of excellence, but also... In episode 283, I talk about building your team. And if you think I'm, I have like all these numbers just memorized in my head, I don't. I have a sheet in front of me. I'm doing a quick search to find these. But episode 283, talk about building your team. Like who are the people that you want to quote unquote hire in your life? Uh, so that's number four. Number five, use the 70-20-10 model. This is what Google talks about. 70% of their projects are dedicated to their core business. 20% are, are related to their core business. And the other 10% are unrelated to their core business, all right? So 70, 20, 10. And how about you? Can you adopt this model as well? Can you start looking at things that, that you can innovate in your life and other things that you can do that are not sort of the norm for you? All right, and then we already covered six, seven, and eight. Six, look for ideas everywhere. Seven, use data, not opinions. Eight, focus on users, not the competition. All right, so that's Google. I wanna look now at Peter Diamandis's 23 laws. We're not gonna go through all 23. There's way too many here, but I wanna pick a few they're going to be really relevant for you. And by the way, I have the links to both of these. You can get all these, all the laws, all the eight Google's laws and 23 laws from Peter Diamandis. All these will be linked in the action plan. Again, jimharshaljr.com slash action to get the PDF for that. But here we go. All right, number four, I'm going to skip right to number four for Peter Diamandis's 23 laws. Zig Ziglar said, you can have everything in life you want if you would just help enough other people get what they want. How can you help others? Here's rule number four, Peter Diamandis. He says this, the best way to become a billionaire is to help a billionaire. <laughs> the best way to become a billionaire is to help a billionaire. Like, who are you helping? Who are you serving? Who are you giving to in the world, right? You can do this strategically. You wanna become a better runner, maybe become a marathoner, right? Help out a marathoner. You wanna become a, a better father, a better husband, a better wife, a better spouse, better significant other, better parents, hang around other people and help out other people who you see as role models in those roles. All right, so that's number four. All right, number seven. I want you to think about this as I explain this. This is probably the best way to explain this. Imagine football players in the NFL who they don't know when the Super Bowl is. Imagine like they just don't know. When's the Super Bowl? I don't know when the Super Bowl is this year. Or imagine they don't even know if there's going to be, is there going to be a Super Bowl this year? I don't know if there's going to be a Super Bowl. Eh, okay. I don't know if they're going to do that this year. You think they're going to be as motivated? Will they be as prepared? Are they going to be able to peak at the right time? I think back in my life, like, what if I didn't know when the national championship was going to be? Or if there was going to be one? Gosh, that would be hard. Right? I don't know when to peak for it. I don't know when to prepare for it. Without a target, you'll miss every time. That's rule number seven from Peter Diamandis. Without a target, you'll miss every time. What's your target? Start with the end in mind. Stephen Covey said that. Start with the end in mind. Do you actually have written goals? Do you actually have targets? 
yeah, if you're in sales, you probably do. Your boss probably has them written down, posted on the wall somewhere. You probably have very clear targets. Like, but what about in the rest of your life? What about if you're not in sales? Any other business you have? Like, do you actually have written goals? That's what we do with my clients. We actually identify, okay, first, let's figure out what are the right goals for you. Then let's document them. Then, the, then let's create an action plan. Then let's track that action plan. Because without a target, you're going to miss every time. So many people go through life and they get to a point where they look back and they go, gosh, I thought I'd be farther along at this point. Well, what are you going to do to change to get to that next level? So in five years or 10 years from now, you don't stop and turn around and look and say the exact same thing. If nothing changes, nothing changes. You have to have targets and they have to be the right targets. And that takes work. It doesn't just happen. All right, let's skip down to, that was number seven. This is number eight, Peter Diamandis' laws. So I, I talked about this a little bit earlier. This is very similar to what Google said. Um, you know, I talked about hiring a marketing company and running Facebook ads is all about metrics. Peter Diamandis says, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. If you can't measure it, you can't improve it. This goes back to having the right goals, having the targets, and then having the, what I call micro goals, right? These are the benchmarks, the OKRs, the KPIs that will lead you to achieving those goals, right? Whether it's your weight or your income or the return on investment of, of something, uh, your running speed, your strength, your health of your relationship, whatever it might be, you've got to be able to track it. If you can't measure it, you can't improve it. All right, that's number eight. Number nine. Number nine reminds me of a great quote from Reed Hoffman. He's the founder of LinkedIn. He said, if you're not embarrassed by your first iteration, you've launched too late. You got to pull the trigger. You've got to start. This is Peter D. Mondes' law. Fail early, fail often, fail forward. I mean, come on. This is success through failure podcast. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick that one. But like, fail early, fail often, fail forward. Like, try something. Pull the trigger. I have a client who earlier this year, he told me actually as the, as 2020 rolled into 2021. He said, Jim, I've got to break something. I've got to fail at something. I want to try something new. He wants to innovate in his own life through failure. Innovation happens through failure. Innovation, like failure is a, a part of that for you in every area of your life, not just in business or making money, but every area of your life, relationships, health, personal life, professional life. All right, that's number nine, fail early, fail often, fail forward. Number 20, think about this. Have you ever watched somebody achieve something and you think to yourself like, I'm smarter than them or I'm stronger than them or I'm faster. I have more knowledge than that person. I mean, if you've ever followed politics and yeah, you probably said that to yourself, but do you believe that it's possible for you? Rule number 20, law number 20 is if you think it's impossible, then it is for you. If you think it's impossible, then it is for you. Do you have belief? You've got to create this belief. Rule number six of Peter, for Peter Diamandis, I didn't share this one, but it was the day before something is a breakthrough, it's impossible. What's impossible for you? Back in episode 245, I talk about limiting beliefs and finding opportunity in uncertainty. So you can go check that out if you want to go deeper on that one. But do you believe it's possible? There are actually things that you can do to create belief. You've heard of some of these things. You can write your goals down as if they've actually happened. You can speak your goals out loud as if they're happening right now and you've already achieved them. You can have mantras and affirmations. You can visualize 
Jack Canfield. I just interviewed Jack Canfield not long ago, just a, a few episodes ago, back in episode 307. He talks about this, actually visualizing. He manifested massive success in his life. You've got to create belief because as rule number 20 says, if you think it is impossible, then it is for you. All right, rule number 22. I interviewed Eric Weinmayer a long time ago, and I'm, I'm rattling off a bunch of uh, podcast episodes here, but Eric Weinmayer was back in episode 96. This guy climbed Mount Everest, whitewater kayak the Grand Canyon. He's blind, right? He was the first blind person to ever summit Mount Everest. He thought he was actually the first blind person to, to whitewater kayak the Grand Canyon. But apparently there was another guy uh, he discovered along the way that through his training and preparation, that there was actually somebody who had done this before him, but there's only one other person who did it. And here's rule number 22. If it were easy, it would have been done already. If it were easy, it would have been done, or, done already. Like, how can you apply that to your life? If that thing were easy for you, yeah, it would have been done already. Right? Maybe if it's at work, like if it were easy, somebody would have already done it. Like try something new. What's that thing that you can try, that you can test, that you can push yourself? What's that meaningful goal? What is that Everest for you? That thing that's worth striving for? Yeah, it's probably not going to be easy. But if it's worthwhile, set that goal. Surround yourself with the right people. Create your micro goals. Create your plan. Follow your plan. Execute. Fail. Have setbacks along the way. Fail forward. And learn. That's innovation. And that's rule number 22 from Peter Diamandis. If it were easy, it would have been done already. Again, there are 23 rules for innovation from Peter Diamandis. We'll have those in the action plan. I've got two more, two more for you. These are Jim's rules, right? There's just two. Number one, how do you innovate in your life? You're not going to innovate by waking up tomorrow and doing the same thing tomorrow for no better reason than that's what you did today. You have to break your routines. You have to stop what you're doing, hit the pause button, and ask yourself absurd questions like some of the ones we talked about today. How could I 10X this? Here's another one. Am I chasing field mice or antelope? Right? That's from Newt Gingrich. Another one from Tim Ferriss. What if I could only work two hours a week? What would I do with those two hours? Absurd questions. But listen, you can't just come up with an idea on the fly. Oh, what would, I do? what would I do if I only could work two hours a week? No, you have to sit down, hit the pause button. This is a productive pause. What's a productive pause? It's a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. Clarity of action, peace of mind. I know you want that. That's what the Success Through Failure podcast is all about. We, we succeed through failing, but when we fail, it hurts and it creates self-doubt. But when we stop and ask ourselves these questions, it helps us break through that doubt. Find success despite failure, oftentimes because of failure. So rule number one, productive pause. That is how you innovate. You ask yourself the hard questions, the absurd questions. It could be the simple questions, like an after action review in the military. What worked? What didn't work? What can we do better next time? It can be simple. That's rule number one. Rule number two, fail. Try something that you might fail at. And here's the key, be okay with it. Be okay with failure. Learn from it. Again, go back to your rule number one. Okay, I failed. Or maybe you didn't. There's a very good chance that you're not going to fail. Or it's not going to be a complete failure. 
But once you try that thing, once you take that step, once you iterate, once you, once you launch that thing, whatever it is in your life, right? A, a new plan for, you know, having a stronger relationship in your life, a new plan for your health and fitness, maybe a new initiative with your business or at work. Once you do it, once you launch it, once you try it, hit the pause button, productive pause and say, what worked, what didn't work, what can I do better next time? Simple. This stuff doesn't have to be hard, but listen, it doesn't happen unless you actually do it. This doesn't work on its own. You don't just listen to a podcast and go, boy, that's great. Uh, this is going to happen in my life now. No, it's not. You have to take action. So what would I recommend after this podcast episode? Block time on your calendar. Block time on your calendar to execute on some of the things that we talked about here, to hit the pause button, to ask some of these hard questions, to think 10x. Right? If you want to do that with me, Go to jimharshajr.com slash apply. You can apply for a free one-time, one-on-one coaching call that we can go through some of this stuff and how do you actually apply it to your life. Get the action plan. Go to jimharshajr.com slash action. Whatever you do, take action. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshajr.com slash apply where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshowjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app if you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.